time to take the next step with Looney Libis. Welcome back to the next step. I have another special guest here with me, another fledgling. Mavis Nducha from Botswana. A great topic to discuss with the entrepreneurs at large listening to this is pivots and focus. How you take too many good ideas and pick one to go forward. So May, you applied to Fledge a few times. A lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. This is a running joke between the two of us. May holds the record, I think, four rejections mm-hmm. before she got in. And she didn't get into Fledge to start with. She actually got invited to the Land Accelerator over in, in uh, Nairobi, Kenya. Back yes. in December, mm-hmm. which was a really short program we did in partnership with World Resources Institute. And with a Wedger company in there because it didn't fit the theme for that program because that program was all about regenerative agriculture. And at the time, your company was working on livestock feed. I'm from Botswana, which is um, a country that has more cows than people. Okay, and so we thought this was a really good idea that Botswana historically has just grass-fed their cows and exports them up to the EU, but they're running out of grassland. So in terms of restorative agriculture, supplementing the feed for this for these animals is important. And strangely enough, all the feed is imported from South Africa. It's a neighboring country. But there's farmers in Botswana, so we thought that was an opportunity. So we invited May up to Nairobi to do that. But before you got to Nairobi, something happened. You know, when you, you are in agriculture, you always have a lot of things happening at the same time. You know, we have a social project, which is the poultry, which is how we ended up in the feeds, game as well as uh, we do keep livestock. And as part of also growing the farm, there's always been this challenge of um, elephants destroying um, the farmer's crops. And then came along the honey, which, you know, sort of was kind of like a side business. We got the first order before the land accelerator. And then then we talked about it for that week in Nairobi. And then we agreed that that would be the the better business to jump on, the better opportunity to jump on than animal feed. Yes. And uh, so now you have a honey business. I actually, yeah. You know, you would be sitting with a product. And then up until the markets really want this product, that's when you know that, uh, wait a minute, I think this is the one that I should be focusing on, spending more time on in developing it and make sure, making sure that more people get the product because the honey side, it was supposed to be on a smaller scale, but then the demand grew bigger because people started wanting this organic honey and uh, suddenly we couldn't meet the demand. Yeah, and so when we say people, there was an order from a chemist, from a pharmacy who wanted honey for medicine. Yes, in my country, well, in Southern Africa, honey is used and has been used for many years uh, for medicinal purposes. And uh, it's actually sold in pharmacies. And this is the honey, raw honey. And then next thing we know, I remember getting an email saying you were headed to Lesotho and there was an order down there. Yes, I was headed to Lesotho because they, when the honey hit the shelves on the pharmacies, I didn't realize that actually people in Lesotho also, there's pharmaceutical companies that work with companies in Botswana and they saw this honey on the shelves and they were interested because they also need raw honey in Lesotho. And the next thing, yes, we were in Lesotho. So they made an incoming request. Yes, they did. And then we got an incoming request from Namibia. And then uh, the journey to Namibia actually was supposed to be on pharmacies. And then it also transpired that this particular distributor who's Namibia doesn't only distribute to pharmacies, but also to retail. Right. So we sort of 
killed. And then they lost one of their suppliers, and then they asked us for more honey than exists in Botswana. You know, just because you get product market fit, this is what we're seeing here. That this story of unexpected incoming demand is product market fit. That, that's what that term means. It doesn't mean you're out of the woods. It doesn't mean that your company is, is going to be huge and is going to be a giant success because it comes with the next problem. And the next yes. problem is that the company's making the orders, well, they want a larger quantity than you have. And they, in this case, they wanted a larger quantity than existed in the entire country. And they want to pay us in 30 days after delivery. Of which most of the times, as a startup, you don't have that sort of capital lying around. Nor will you, the banks give it to you. The banks, for starters, they will not trust you because you don't have collateral that they're asking for for starters. You know, to them, you are a very high risk. You know, and um, it's a challenge also. Uh, suddenly, you, you find yourself in that position where you have to grow up really fast. And with that comes many challenges because for starters, your resources are limited. You now have to grow from the bottom where you get your resources. You know, that's like growing your farmer's network to get them to a point whereby you want the right quality of honey. So it takes a bit of time. Yeah, and we have to also figure out how to package way more bottles of honey. and. Yep, everything to all the way to expansion of the factory because here's a factory which has uh, smaller holding tanks, for example. Uh, suddenly you need to double or triple your tanks because the, the production levels have... Yeah, so I'm going to step back. So this is, all, this is all actually what we'd call high-class problems. These are all good problems to have as opposed to I don't know where my next customer is going to come from. I don't, wouldn't call it a low-class problem. That's just the normal troublesome problem. But I also want to step back and remind you that when we were making this pivot, when like the Lesotho order came in, when we were sitting in Nairobi together, you were still thinking that you were also going to do feeds. You hadn't given up on that dream yet. And maybe one day we will do feeds, and maybe you're still doing a little bit on the side and just not telling me. Um, but what percentage of your time is, is sucked up by honey right now? Right now, I'm giving it all my time because I have grown as an entrepreneur. I think also coming into Fledge, and um, because it actually started before I even left home to come here. You know, I used yeah. to listen to the podcast and I used to read the books. And it sort of gave me a focus, you know, you grow as an entrepreneur and I've learned that, you know, focus on the one thing that you're excelling at and it gives you time to also build very good product that can compete in bigger markets than having to go here and there. So back to your question, feeds uh, have put them on hold because I've had to move to the city to be ideally located because now suddenly we are exporting. So I have to be in a place whereby I'll be able to export. So in terms of all the entrepreneurs, I had tons of African entrepreneurs here in Seattle for Fledge. You're one of the most well-connected that I've ever had here. So let's, let's just list some credentials for the listeners to hear from. So what exactly is a Lioness of Africa? The Lioness of Africa is the biggest network in Africa of uh, African women entrepreneurs that are making change in their own spaces, in their how, own countries. How many? Uh, this is more than a thousand young lionesses that we have in Africa. Okay, and then you do something for the African Union? Yes, I am currently um, in the committee for youth in agribusiness because, you know, the African Union have different um, segments and agriculture in Africa is the 
up and coming uh, sector which we need to grow because uh, we have a lot of resources and a lot of young people are leaving the continent uh, looking for greener pastures but we're saying listen we can do so much in terms of agriculture and send it to the rest of the world you know yep. you don't have to go there but you can take your products across you know so that's what we're doing okay and you're currently a you're currently on a bbc show yes i am currently on a bbc show which is um the finale is in like two days time it's called the food chain so it's a show that uh deals with food and it's an we are currently running an award uh, to select the global food champion this is um, someone who has changed uh, the way we look at food, be it uh, from production, farming, putting it on the table. So basically, it can be research or in any way. I am a Tony Elumelu Fellow, and I am um, a Nelson Mandela Fellow, which, which was uh, started by the former president of America, Barack Obama, with a vision that if you want to uh, work on good governance in Africa, we need to teach uh, the young ones. Okay. To... How'd you get on this path of, of accolades and, and committees and show hosts? I, it started uh, with the Tony Elumelu Foundation Award, which I applied uh, with my business plan of what I was doing then, the chicken project. The, the, and the feed I, product. Yes, the feed product, and I won that. And after that, I was uh, featured on CNN okay. and uh, as one of the four promising startups in Africa. And uh, after CNN is when the United Nations saw me. Okay. In 2017, I was invited to represent the African youth at the United Nations when they were opening the Africa Week. Right. And do you re and you recommend this path for others, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, you know, I've walked this road, and uh, the only thing that kept on being so difficult to get into was flesh. And simple because Fledge doesn't do, but, you know, through this podcast, you're able to now to reach because I have learned so much by just listening to the podcast sitting on the other side, you know. Well, it makes a huge difference to be here, but there's so much you can learn through the books, through the podcast. All right. So, well, yeah. well, anything else you want to share with the audience? What I can share with them is it's very important to define, you know, your business because looking back, I see that... I've always been here, there, here, there, until I started, you know, sitting down and deciding on that one thing and working on it. All right. Well, thanks yeah. for joining. Thank you for having me. And just a reminder, you can hear May's Demo Day talk along with Elias and everyone else's in the next week. Until then.